everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favored, and Spiritually Grounded. I'm your life coach and host, Tanya Williams. In today's episode, we're continuing the conversation with special guest Debbie Davis with Saved and Addicted to Dope. In the previous two episodes, we broke down the acronym of DOPE and talked about deliverance and obedience. And today we're going to talk about the P, which stands for purpose, which is my favorite. So you, the purpose is the reason for which something is done or the reason someone is created or exists. And we all have a purpose. Um, and so without further ado, y'all help me welcome our special guest for today, Debbie Davis. Welcome back, Debbie. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Tanya. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We've made it to, through the week. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I'm excited. It's Friday. I know. So make sure that you tell everybody where they can check you out on social media again, just in case they didn't catch it on the first two episodes. Yes, ma'am. Um, on Facebook, I am Deborah Elaine Davis. You can inbox me on Facebook or you can send me a message on my page if you need to contact me or just want to chat. Instagram. I'm fetal to faithful. That's F-E-T-A-L-T-O-F-A-I-T-H-F-U-L. I can be reached on Instagram. And my name is fetal to faithful. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I've really just enjoyed this conversation that we've been having. And you guys, make sure that you go back and listen to the replay again if you haven't already. We've dropped some really good nuggets. But today we're going to talk about purpose and walking in purpose. So um, Debbie, share with us a little bit what you believe that God, um, what your purpose, your God-given purpose is. Well, my God-given purpose is definitely to be a mentor um, an intercessor and an, and an encourager. Um, and that that is what comes natural for me. It's not always what's comfortable. And I've learned most times your purpose is not what's easy for you. Um, I've, I heard um, Pastor Andrea Gates say it several times that purpose is, is it's birthed out of pain. So a lot of times when you go through tragedies or um, inconveniences, a lot of times you become um, a witness for that and that becomes your purpose or your platform. I think that's so good, too, because a lot of people struggle with knowing, okay, is this my purpose? You know, how do I know if it's my purpose? And and she she also dropped a good nugget where she said, you know, if, if you're 50 plus and you still don't know what your purpose is, you're living in a dead place. You might need to yes. change the people you're around in your environment. But I also loved how they um, how she also said, you know, you've got to pay attention the difference between your purpose versus a hobby. That your purpose will feed your soul, but your hobby will feed your flesh. And I yes. thought that was so good. And and that breaks it down so easy for anybody who's kind of struggling with knowing what their purpose is. And you're, you're so right. God would never allow us to do anything that we're comfort in. Because he always wants to stretch and grow us so he can take us to the next level. So a lot of times we... We know what our purpose is, but we won't step into it out of fear because it is uncomfortable to us. Yes. Yes. So, and when we when we talk about um, pain versus purpose, that that just 
that just resonates with my spirit. That resonate resonates with my spirit because as far as me being a mentor, I have gone through some things in life that literally the things that I went through when I am in the presence of someone that is going through or has gone through or that's dealing with the pain, those things that cost me pain, the Holy Spirit will reveal it to me. Right. It, it will reveal it to me. Do I always act on it? No. I don't, I, I don't act unless I'm led to act on it. Nine times out of ten, the person comes to me and opens up. And that's how I know that that is my purpose, that my purpose is birthed from my pain. I have so many conversations that I can relate to. I can't relate to things that I can't encourage someone that about something that I haven't been through. I can say God is good. We all know God is good. But when you have sure enough been through something and and you you know that God can bring you out, you can really witness about that. Right. And one thing, one thing about purpose is if you are blatantly just living in sin, you can't flow. You can't walk. You can't walk in purpose. If you, are, are we perfect? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. None of us are perfect. But if you are blatantly just living in sin and in disobedience, it doesn't mean you don't have a purpose, but you can't flow in your purpose. Right. And because God has order to everything. He's not going to let you, you know, get out here and be wilding out and embarrass yourself. You know, that's why a lot of things he does. He corrects us in private um, before we, you know, he even presents us to the public. And that's what I love about him, because, you know, with that growth process, there's some things that we would get out here and, you know, we would just mess up our whole testimony because we're just immature. And, you know, we haven't grown in certain areas and we haven't pruned certain things off of us. But the, the one thing that I love what you said about, you know, the purpose in it stem from, you know, things that we have gone through. And it's so true because that's our testimony. And people struggle. They say, well, you know, why does good things happen to bad, you know, or why does bad things happen to good people? And I don't think it's necessarily because uh, God intends for bad things to happen to us, but it's it's to put that purpose in us. Uh, we got to have a story. We got to have a testimony. And how are we to help others if we've never been through anything? And, you know, I, I feel I agree with you. Like, I don't coach anybody on anything that I have not walked through myself because I don't think that's authentic. And, you know, anybody can Google the answers, but it makes so much more of an impact when you can be real and relate to someone, you know, yes. just maybe they won't the same way that I went through it and it helped me may not be the same way it helps them, but it at least give them a blueprint and can help them, you know, with the struggle. And, um, you know, there are so many people out there who is in bondage to things that we have been through. And it, I, I really believe that it's up to us to get out there and, you know, be able to relate to them and share our story. And also the more we talk about it, the more we heal ourselves. The one we heal. And in our previous episodes, I, I just have to go back to this when I spoke about deliverance and obedience. The thing that sticks with me still is everything is a choice. Yes. Everything's a choice. All of us, everybody has purpose in them, but you have to want to fulfill your purpose. You have to want to walk in your purpose. Right. And it takes me to the scripture. I mean, and when I say that he has put something in all of us 
Jeremiah, 20, Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. That right there tells me that he created me. He, he has a plan for me. He doesn't, um, he doesn't want me just sitting back idle. I know that he put something in me and everybody's purpose is different and everybody's platform may be different. I totally That's agree with that. I yes, think everything, you can walk in purpose in the grocery store. You don't have to be, um, there are a lot of people that are, are, are preachers. Everybody doesn't preach in the pulpit. You can preach anywhere. You can speak anywhere. You can, you can walk in your purpose anywhere and the thing about it is there's ministry moments everywhere we just had to create them and the one thing that I struggled with was just living authentically whenever I knew um, some of the things God had called me to and that was my purpose and I used to kind of would draw back into a shell because I knew he'd called me to use my voice and to speak and I didn't necessarily like it because it's so southern you know I got that southern twang and it's so country And, but the more I tried to act or mimic somebody else, the less real and fake it felt Mm -hmm. to me. And the thing about it is, I think that's a lot of people's greatest challenge is just to live, you know, out their call of purpose to just be themselves. And we have so many people like, you, you know, on TV and you've got social media and things like that today, that it can become very difficult to really press through the noise and discover who your true self is. But the thing about it is God's created us all to be uniquely us. And it's our ability to live on um, that authenticity. And he only, you know, I believe he only anoints our true authentic self. And not who we're, you know, pretending to be. And the moment that I stepped into that, you know, because sometimes I can be a little too real. And people's like, "Mm, you know, well, I had to accept that I'm not for everybody. Those are not my people. So um, I don't believe in sugarcoating things. And, you know, I give it to you raw and uncut. And if you like it, then, okay, that's cool. But if not, then you probably, I'm not for you. And I think for me, that was the hardest thing to accept because I was a people pleaser. And I wanted everybody to like me and, you know, everybody to um, like my style of uh, teaching, preaching, speaking, whatever, you know, and they're just not. I've caught a lot of flack, but the moment I started saying, well, okay, I understand that, uh, you know, and accepted that, you know, that's just not my people. It became freeing to me for me to just walk into who God had really created me to be. And if we're not careful, you know, being in, now I'm not knocking church or anything like that, but being in some of those settings, I've had some experiences where they wanted me to, you know, not share my experiences, act like I had it together. And I felt like, you know, that's a lie. How am I going to relate, relate to people if I'm not real? And being around uh, people like uh, Pastor Andrea Gates, like I said, she has confirmed just being around her a little bit of time that I have that it's okay to be me. That's how God created me to be. I can say it like I want to say it, how he gives it to me. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, and for those that um, don't know what your purpose is, 
a few a few tips on how to find out what your purpose is. First of all, you have to have a good prayer life. Right. You have to have a good prayer life. You have to ask God to show you. You have to, he has to know your voice. You got to know his voice. If you don't communicate with him, you don't, he can't show you. You got to have a good prayer life. Secondly, you have to study his word. Do you have to know scriptures verbatim and be able to roll scriptures off your tongue? No, no, but you have to study the word of God. If you don't study, you can't grow. If you don't study, you can't flourish. That I mean, prayer and studying, those are the two, two main things. Um, and then determine what your, your gifts are. De- determine what, what you're strong in. And, and But that can be a, um, a trick there, though. Just because I'm good at something doesn't mean that it's my purpose. Right. But that goes back to a hobby and a purpose. But that prayer life and studying the word, it will, God will reveal to you your purpose. And then go around positive people. If it's something that you like, something that you think you're good at it and you want to be confirmed is this my purpose go around people that's doing that because everything everything looks good on the surface everything looks good on the surface but when you start digging down I can guarantee you probably 99.9% of people that have truly been called to preach that is not something that they wanted Right. I I definitely, I definitely don't want it, you know, and, um, not knocking it or anything, but I feel like I have been obedient in everything God has given me to do except that last piece. And I know everything's in his timing and, and things like that, but it's, it's not a desire that I have. Um, you know, I love spreading God's word. I love, um, you know, really just ministry period is my passion, but as far as the heaviness and the weight that comes with that, that's one thing that I don't like. I don't like titles. And for a long time, I think I kind of covered up that God had called me to preach with, you know, the life coach, because even though he has called me to a different type people, they're still not embracing, uh, people when you tell them that you're a preacher or whatever. So that's why I was like, okay, Lord, show me what I can do to reach these people. And that's when he spoke to me about life coaching. But, you know, I still, um, life coaching is not the same as preaching. And so that's still um, one last aspect that I have to walk in my purpose on, which, I mean, I'm currently working on it now, but it's a process. So don't get bogged down with, um, you know, oh gosh, I feel like God's show me, you know, show me that this is my purpose, but I'm, I'm being disobedient. Sometimes, you know, his timing is best. Like I said, he's not going to put us out there before we're ready. So he will put the right people in your place and in your path to teach you what you need to know to do it. But the biggest thing is, is to stay focused. Um, You know, if you're anything like me, you have all sorts of responsibilities pulling on you in multiple uh, directions every single day. And if you're going to show up and answer the call or the purpose on your life, you got to stay focused. And as tempting as it may be, you may have to refuse to engage in things that do not speak directly to your God-given purpose. So remember your favor and your peace and prosperity are just wrapped up in the fulfillment of your purpose. Being busy does not equate to living your life in purpose. So the key exactly. to overcoming 
the desire to want to be all these things to people is, you know, it's really just conflicting with the author and the finisher of your faith. So before you commit yourself to do anything, make sure that you're pouring into yourself and you're committed to you first. And when we talk about um, guidance and Proverbs, it talks about uh, without guidance, people fail. Yes. I mean, and but and we have to be sure we we was I was saying about you know be around people that are positive, but you 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 have to um, be careful when you when these counselors or these people that are guiding you they need to be people that you can trust. Number one, they need to be people that are not intimidated. They need to be people that are on your side that want to see you grow that want to see you prosper yes that have your back even when you get weak and they and it needs to be somebody that believes in you absolutely because that's going to push you and motivate you and give you that confidence but like we said before you don't need a yes man person you need somebody who can be honest with you and say "Mm, you know tanya i think that was a little too rough you know maybe you shouldn't say it that way say it like this or whatever but that that's kind of you know you have to use discernment but God's put these gifts in us for a reason and you know the one thing I don't like about the modern day church today is they're not teaching spiritual gifts anymore so you know if you've got a gift of uh, in the prophetic or you know speaking in tongues, whatever your gift is, they're no longer teaching and helping you develop those gifts anymore. So people, some people are out here struggling saying, okay, I feel like this is what God's calling me to do, but I have no idea how, you know, to activate it. Yes. And and a lot of times it's necessary to just pull away. Sometimes you have to go in solitude and it has to be just you and God. Because he's the best developer of all. I've, yes. I've, I'm definitely a witness to that. And and you've got to value God's approval over others. You know, Every. we're social creatures by nature. So we thrive off relationships, whether it's social media, friends, family, loved ones, whatever. But whether we like to admit it or not, we seek approval and validation of others. I mean, think about your timeline on social media. Everybody likes those hearts. Everybody likes those comments. And a lot of people, that's where they get their validation. But you know, the problem creeps up when we place more value on the opinions of others than we yes. do the approval of God. So our ultimate goal should always be to please God above everybody else. So if we strive to please God in all that we do, then, you know, we'll always choose our purpose over other people's desire for our life when things get tough. And I think that's another reason why people can't walk in their purpose is because they're in that comparison game. And, you know, yes. comparison is the thief of joy. Um that's how Satan will use you to stop you to walk in your purpose. Because like I mentioned before, you know, I wouldn't even pray because I felt like, oh, I can't pray down the walls of Jericho like minister so-and-so. So I just wouldn't do it. And we got to stop comparing ourselves. That's why I said the moment that I embrace that, okay, you know, I've always been blunt. You know, that's just how I've been. God's, you know, he's fixed some of the things that is a little rough around the edges and stuff that, needed to be corrected but I shouldn't be trying to be like somebody else I shouldn't be like trying to mimic you know another pastor I should be like how God has created me to and the moment like I said that I you know realized that it it was a game changer for me 
Yes, and when you talk, you talk about social media, social media can be positive and negative. Um, yes, we all like to be congratulated. We all like to be liked. We like to get hearts, like you said. Um, but we cannot base our purpose on social media likes because you'll fail. Right. You have to be firm in what God has called you to do. You have to be firm and you have to have a personal relationship with him. So guess what? When you don't get those likes that you thought you were going to get, you're right. still firm and confident in your purpose. Right. And we have to be bold. The thing about it is, if you're going to have your purpose, sometimes you're going to have to fight for it. You know, yes. living out your purpose in spite of many challenges is a daily fight every day. So you have to be willing to, you know, be bold and battle with both the internal and external opposition that you'll face, you know, to, to be in your destiny. Because just like God knows your purpose, the enemy knows your purpose, too. So the moment you recognize what that purpose is, get ready because you're going to have all kinds of distractions. You're going to have a lot of spiritual warfare. There's going to be just a lot of things that come up to keep to stop you. And really, that's the enemy but you know when things get difficult the, the one thing that we can always remember is in Philippians 4 13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me you know and I really believe that and you know that's what helps me to just continue and press forward in spite inside of my you know challenges and my setbacks because you're gonna have them they're gonna come up but you got to be determined to fight for your purpose and God will give you the grace to keep moving forward in whatever you need to do and a lot of people think that purpose is churchy. Your purpose is not necessarily a speaker, not it necessarily could be secular. a preacher. Your purpose could be braiding hair. Your purpose can, can be um, doing an exercise class. Your purpose could be feeding the homeless. Your purpose, your purpose can be anything. The thing is, is that your purpose, use your purpose wherever you are. Mm -hmm. I had someone I had someone to tell me one time that they felt like you know they do hair and their purpose um, but they don't know how to work that I was like you got the easiest purpose to walk in and, at, at all because you have people to come in and sit in your chair every day and it's your job to make them feel beautiful and you know when you go to the salon women love to gossip there you know they tell their most intimate business there and you know th that is your opportunity to really walk in your purpose Tell of the goodness of god yes. Right. yes 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 so i love it i love it so is there anything else that you would like to share like how you got started to work in your purpose or how god you know revealed your purpose to to them I so that maybe might would help somebody who's struggling with that I will say this. It's never too late. Come on now. It's That's never, a whole word. ever, ever too late. I knew that I was perfect. And the first thing I had to do was get rid of guilt. I felt so guilty because I or knew shame. that I was purpose. I knew my purpose 30 years ago. But I have just literally started walking in my purpose the last two years. So that means 28 years. Guess the work I could have been doing. But I wasn't obedient to his voice. I wasn't obedient. So that's the first thing I had to do was get rid, get rid of guilt. To repent and tell God that I was sorry for my lack of obedience. Um, and once I got past that guilt, 
is when I could really hear his voice. He wasn't holding me accountable. I was holding myself accountable. So when I say it's never too late, it's never too late. Even if you walked in your purpose and you have fell off, get back up again. I agree with that. You know, um, a lot of people think, you know, it, it's too late to start, but it's not. You just got to be like Nike and just do it. And, you know, for me, mine was shame. And I thought, you know, because some of the things that had happened to me in my life that, that was holding me back because I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think God could use me because I didn't have it all together. And like we talked about before, you know, he'll use anybody. He uses the most likely, unlikely people um, to do his work anyway. So the moment that I realized that and, and writing my book was the biggest game changer for me outside of being set free from a small group. Because when you put your business out there for the world to read, can't nobody hold anything against you because you've told it you've told it in your way and you know there's nothing anybody could ever come back and say and say oh well you did this or you did that baby i whom the sun sets free is free indeed there's nothing you can ever say to hold over my head to make me feel guilty because i've already put it out there for everybody to know and my lack of walking in purpose for 28 years was literally lack of prioritizing I love God I serve God but he wasn't first he was in there he was in my top three or four but he was not first my family was first my husband was first my children was first my job was first but when I put God first at this point in my life right now he is first he comes before anything and everybody He's first. So that's the first thing you have got to prioritize. He has got to be number one. So because I didn't prioritize, literally, I felt like God was just sitting back all those years, just sitting back with his legs crossed just saying, okay, well, I'm just going to wait on him. I, I put the purpose in him. I'm just, I'm just going to wait. And I'm so thankful for his grace and for his mercy that he has allowed me to live to fulfill my purpose. Yes. I'm so thankful because it could have been the other way. How right? Dare me? How dare me sit down on God? Well, we How don't want me? we don't want our purpose to outlive us. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We, we, we don't want our life to pass us by, and you know we put it off another day and say, oh, "I'll do it tomorrow," and tomorrow never comes. Then when we have to answer to Him, why didn't you do what I told you to do? Yes, and there are layers to your purpose. I mean, I. I'm doing things now that I should should have done 30 years. I'm going to an exercise class once a week. I had never exercised in my life. How can I walk in purpose and I can't even walk up the steps and, and without being out of breath? That is so true. You know, and and the know, thing about it is, as you grow, your purpose should grow. And it, yes. it, it doesn't... It, it doesn't change your purpose, but it should grow. So like you said, with mentoring, it may start out with you mentoring young girls, but over time it may grow into maybe helping the mothers or women and and things like that. You never, um, it never changes your purpose. It always stays the same. And part of my purpose, and this is um, one that I struggle with. I'm an empath. I, I, I just empathy. You know, I always, my heart always goes out to people. I can feel what they're feeling. I can, you know, and sometimes I feel like, okay, Debbie, you're being too nosy. 
Debbie, you're crying. I have, I'm, and I'm asking God to give me boldness and um, the proper approach. Because sometimes we can be too overbearing. You know, sometimes I can be, look, I know something's going on with you. No, I'm asking God to just give me the proper approach. Instead of, you know, because you can run people away that way if you're just too overbearing. Right. I think I think the key to that is just approaching the person. And, you know, I've, I've given prophetic words to people and, you know, knowing I was like, Lord, they're going to think I'm crazy. But, you know, I believe when he puts those gifts in you and he prompts you to approach those people, he's already um, made given them the, the comfort. You know what I'm saying? To receive it. But I think the the way to approach that is if, if God's prompt you to, hey, go give somebody this word or, you know, let them know this or whatever. It's okay to say, hey, you know, I know I don't know you, but um, I really feel in my spirit God led me to tell you this. And, you know, it's up to them to receive it or, or not. The last thing I want to be is disobedient. So if God's telling me to approach somebody... Uh, you can think what you want and take it to the bank. I really don't care. But I, the last thing I'm going to be in this season is disobedient. So I, I don't really care what you think about me or, you know, how uh, it made me feel. If, if it makes me feel like I'm crazy or whatever. If I know without a shadow of a doubt. And that's that boldness that we got to have. And, and that's just how I approach it. Um, you know, like I said, I know my approach is not for everybody. and But, but for me... You know, I, I let them think what they what they want. If they, you know, I do it one time. And like I said, you know, if you said you don't want to feel overbearing, you do it one time. Well, guess what? It's just like when you pass somebody homeless on the side of the street and if you feel led to give them money, well, people won't do it because they say, well, I don't know what they're going to do with it. You know, I know they're an alcoholic or whatever. Well, that's their business. That's between them and God. I listened to the Holy Spirit and I gave them what, you know, I was led to do and that's all I can do. I wrote out after that. That's up to them. But thank you guys so much for just um, jumping on here with us. This concludes this episode of Save. This episode of Saved and Addicted to Dope as we talked about purpose. So, Debbie, thank you so much for just joining us today and sharing with you your perspective on purpose and what it means to you. And thank you guys for always listening and joining me. Don't forget to check me out on Facebook under Tanya Williams Life Coach and on Instagram at spiritually underscore grounded. Until next time.